Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Not all remakes are created equal, naturally. These 10 video game remakes were largely lauded by critics and fans alike, despite the fact that each one has a killer flaw which holds them back from true brilliance. I'm Jess from More Culture, and here are 10 video game remakes with one major flaw. Number 10. Ditching the Original Soundtrack Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes In many ways, 2004's GameCube exclusive Metal Gear Solid remake The Twin Snakes is a vastly superior iteration of the stealth action classic. With silky smooth graphics which still look impressive today, ludicrously over-the-top cutscenes directed by cult filmmaker Ryuhei Kitamura, and snazzy new gameplay elements from Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, such as first-person perspective and enhanced AI routines, on paper it got everything right. But there's just one issue, and it's a big one. The original game's instantly iconic musical score, produced by Konami's in-house musicians, was needlessly replaced by a new score, spearheaded by Metal Gear Solid 2 composer Norihiko Hibino. Though Hibino's ambient electronic style fit Metal Gear Solid 2 like a glove, it felt wildly out of place shoehorned into a new version of the original game, sapping the twin snakes of much of its predecessor's urgent atmosphere. This is especially apparent during many of the game's boss fights, where the minimalistic new music simply fails to nail the epic vibe of what came before. Number 9. No Autosave – Yakuza Kiwami Yakuza Kiwami, for the most part, is an outstanding remake of the first game in the series, which originally hit stores in 2005. Though Sega seemingly cut no corners transforming Yakuza into a glossily cinematic action-adventure game with a distinctly modern feel, there's one small but significant area where the game feels positively stuck in the past. We're talking about Koami's baffling lack of an autosave system. Koami's predecessor, Yakuza Zero, received plenty of flack for forcing players to run to a phone booth in order to save the game, which seemed infuriatingly archaic given that autosaves have been prevalent for at least 15 years. Though Koami at least introduced an option in the menu to save anywhere, it still forced players to go into a menu, select save, and then sit through two save screens, one for game data, one for system data, before returning to the action. In the modern gaming sphere, this seemed unacceptable, so it was a huge relief to see the series finally introduce autosaves in Yakuza 6 The Song of Life, which was the first game in the series to use the new Dragon Engine. Number 8. Way harder than the original. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is a loving recreation of the beloved PlayStation platformers, and performed well enough to lead to the development of the brilliant recent Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time. But there is one aspect of Insane Trilogy which left many fans scratching their heads. 
it's actually harder than the original trilogy. The 1996 Crash Bandicoot is infamous for its punishing level of difficulty, and so many players found themselves bemused that this contemporary iteration was somehow even more of a challenge. Activision later confirmed that the trilogy's new physics were all based on the third Crash game, Warped, meaning that the muscle memory players had for the original game weren't in line with the subtle tweaks the team had made to jump arcs, collision detection, and so on in Crash 3. Enough players piped up about their frustrations that Activision flat out told them to play the second and third games first in order to acclimatize to the new physics and then return to the original. It's still a fantastic, mostly reverent remake collection, but making an already hard-as-nails game even tougher resulted in a ton of unnecessary yet totally understandable fan rage. Number 7. The Garbage Framerate the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening For the most part, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is a gorgeous, brilliantly executed remake of Nintendo's beloved 93 action-adventure game. There's one big issue which hampers the enjoyment somewhat, though, and that's the game's rather unfortunate performance with particular regard to its framerate. Despite Nintendo aiming to have as many of their flagship franchises running at 60 frames per second as possible, Link's Awakening frequently fluctuates between 30 and 60 FPS. Its unsteady frame rate causing noticeable stutter and frame drops, especially when traversing the game's overworld. This is particularly distracting when players enter the lush Kaponga Swamp area, and though it's certainly not a game-breaker, it does mean that Link's Awakening lacks the typical Nintendo polish, likely due to it being developed by third-party outfit Grezzo. Number 6. Removing the Bloom Lighting – Shadow of the Colossus Bluepoint Games' Shadow of the Colossus remake is a mostly terrific redo of the beloved action-adventure classic, refining the original's clunky controls and camera for a modern audience, while also offering up vastly superior performance, given that the original was clearly pushing the PS2 to its limit. But Bluepoint ultimately went a little too far with their technical overhaul, removing the distinctive bloom lighting which in many ways defined the original's eerie, mysterious, and undeniably beautiful aesthetic. The unconventional lighting created a totally unique mood, one which Bluepoint disappointingly stripped away with the cleaner visuals of the remake, where the strange forbidden land that the game transpires in feels less foggy and otherworldly. Kotaku posted a fantastic piece about the ways in which the new aesthetic changes how players interact with the game in a mostly negative way, robbing it of some of its subtle yet unmistakable power. Number 5. Terrible Melee Combat – Mafia Definitive Edition the recently released Mafia Definitive Edition is exactly what it says on the tin, a contemporary update of the cult classic open-world mob action game, which with its hugely overhauled visuals, new cinematic cutscenes, and fantastic voice acting, is the version of Mafia to play. It also gave the original game's notorious difficulty a much-needed nerf, especially in its infamously tricky race car mission Fair Play, which can now be beaten in a single go with relative ease. The one area where Mafia's remake truly falls down, then, is its horrendously old hat melee combat, which more than any other aspect of the game still feels stuck in 2002. Though there thankfully aren't too many moments in the game which require players to get into fisticuffs, the moments that do are clunky dice rolls as you attempt to button spam punches while avoiding your assailant's hits. Success feels pretty random for the most part, generating temporary frustration in a remake which otherwise elevates the original game in almost every way. 
Number four, Long Load Times, Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Spyro Reignited Trilogy followed in the footsteps of Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy by offering up a mostly brilliant, visually stunning recreation of its much-loved original platforming triptych. Though it didn't misguidedly boost the core difficulty as Insane Trilogy did, the new Spyro did present one major hurdle to enjoyment, those agonizingly long console loading screens. If played on an original PS4, loading times between areas could last close to 30 seconds, and dying or failing a mission would require a reload lasting almost 10 seconds. In a game that doesn't appear to be outwardly demanding of the PS4's hardware, and one where you're likely to die semi-often, these times quickly add up to make an otherwise stellar remake a periodic chore to play. Number 3. Too Damn Short – Resident Evil 3 the full-fat remakes of the first two Resi games rightly received rave reviews for their creative, considered attempts to reinvent the iconic originals for a new generation. By comparison, Resident Evil 3's remake seemed to be a little more rushed, releasing barely a year after the second game's remakes hit stores. But considering that the original Resident Evil 3 similarly came out the year after the original Resident Evil 2, it seemed rather apt, especially as the third game recycled many of the locations and assets from its predecessor. The fact that Resident Evil 3's remake is familiar is hardly the problem. Most people going into it will know this, and on its own merits, it's an entertaining blockbuster thrill ride rendition of the 1999 threequel. The issue is that the new Resident Evil 3 clocks in at only around 5 or 6 hours in length, and despite featuring little in the way of compelling additional content, there's no A-B scenarios and just a NAF multiplayer mode, Capcom still had the goal to charge a full AAA whack for it. Resident Evil 2's remake wasn't exactly a long game itself, but the A-B scenarios presented compelling replayability, with a full playtime of about 20 hours. Conversely, Resident Evil 3 burned bright for its short playtime, but by refusing to expand its predecessor and even cutting a few sections from the original game, it didn't present a substantial enough experience for the over-the-odds asking price. It's a shame, as the game otherwise looked gorgeous and made the terrifying most of its towering antagonist, Nemesis. Number 2. Brutally Obvious Padding Final Fantasy VII Remake On the flip side of Resident Evil 3, we have a game that was bloated out with exhausting busywork. In many ways, Final Fantasy VII Remake is a gorgeous expansion of the iconic original. Well, like 25% of it anyway, adding a wealth of meaningful content to the game's early portion. But it's also a brilliant 20-hour game encased within a deeply padded 30-hour core experience, bulked out with tiresome switch-throwing excursions, relentless squeezing-through gap animations, which also disguise loading times, and that agonizing crane section. Let us not forget the criminally overbaked Hojo's Lab level, which reduces the late game to a stamina-draining slog, just as it's meant to be ramping up excitedly for the finale. What felt pacey in the original feels sluggish and lazily transparent here. In an attempt to elongate a game which could have justified its asking price with a tight 20-hour campaign, especially with some of the side content on offer. While one hopes Square Enix might cool it with the blatant padding for part 2, whenever it comes out, it's best to keep your expectations low and anticipate a wealth of excessively gamey embellishments. Number 1. HECU Soldiers Are Overpowered – Black Mesa Black Mesa started out live as an unofficial free fan remake of Half-Life, only for it to be given unexpected approval by Valve for a commercial release, owing to both its popularity and its uncommon level of technical polish. 
After an early access launch, Black Mesa finally had its full release in March of this year, where it was widely lauded for its graphical upgrade of the 98 original and for creatively reworking certain levels, especially the much maligned alien world of Zen. But there's one clear area where developers Crowbar Collective clearly overstepped, and that's with the game's infuriatingly aggressive HECU soldiers, who were given a major buff in terms of both their shooting accuracy and the damage they deal. Furthermore, their AI routines are significantly more complex than in the original Half-Life, deploying real-life tactics such as flanking and suppressive fire, ensuring you'll die to these grunts a hell of a lot more than you did 20-odd years ago. As impressive as Black Mesa is, enough that even Valve employees who worked on the original prefer it to their own creation, the beefed-up HECU soldiers feel like one corrective step too far. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.